Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I play professional basketball. I've played overseas in three different countries. I've been on tours in about four or five. And when I Google searched back in the day, it's for everyone in the room, it's kind of fun. I Google searched, you know, what to expect, you know, overseas. I'd already been in a few combines, but I was just curious to hear some perspectives. And Dre all day was the videos that were popping up on uh, what to expect at different combines, yes, different sir. things. And uh, it's just cool to be next to you now on stage and be able to give back. Because I feel like that's probably the feeling that you had then. And it's probably the feeling that you still have now. So if you guys do get a chance to text him, he's been through it. And that's something I tell so many people when I was trying to figure out what made me different as a coach. And for those of you that want to be a coach someday, I really advise you to do what I did in the beginning, which I reached out to like 50, 60, 70 people that I know I've mentored in my life for free or talked to. And I said, what made me different? You know, why, why did you want to sit there and listen to me? I just want to know. And they all said the same thing. They said, Jeremy, you inspire me because you're doing it. Like I watch your life. I've seen your life over the last five years, six years, seven years. Some people have followed me for 10 years 
on these social media apps and like, Jeremy, I've watched you fail. I've watched you have success. I've watched you grow. I've watched you talk about your family. Like there's no different here. I'm not, it's not like I came on clubhouse and all of a sudden it was like, Oh, Jeremy talks about his life. It was like, no, I've been this way my whole life. And I just finally found an app where I could give back to people on a much grander scale. But when I did that and they told me, they're like, you're in the fight. That's why I see Dre. I see someone who was in the fight, who understands it, who can stand alongside you and be like, no, 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 I got you. Come on. I know it's difficult. I did it too. I had to push myself through those last five reps. I know what it's like. Get down and keep going. Like, what are you doing to make yourself proud? How are you even going to make it to the mountain so that you can look up and see what you have to accomplish if you're not going to be around people like him? So I just want to give you a shout out. So everyone give a shout out. I'm Mike. And just give a little appreciation for Mr. Dre because it's cool for me to be next to him. Thanks, Dre. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Dre. Thanks, Dre. Awesome. Love it. Great word this morning. Thank you. Man. And I do mean that, dude. It's it's cool for me when I see people that, uh, you know, when I used to look up the mountain, when I used to look up and be like, who are the people that have done it in my life? And I really encourage you guys to do this as well. You know, if you're really trying to study and, and go into a new arena or go into an arena that you've kind of already been in, Look at the people that have success on their tree because there's a lot of people in the world that'll do this. They'll give, they'll give advice even though they haven't done it. And I got to tell you guys this story. I was in a place called Shoot360. I was up in Vancouver, Washington, and I was shooting around, and this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, you know, what do you got going on this week? I was like, oh, I got a big tryout coming up. He goes, oh, man, you know, you got to be the rah-rah guy. You got to do this. He's, you know, all the coaches are looking for you to play defense. They're looking for you to rotate, looking for you to talk. You know, be that guy. And I was like, and I, and I kind of nodded and I've told you guys this before. It's a big warning. I always give on this app. Be careful when you nod, be careful when you accept something that someone else says, because that's your energy accepting what they've done, what they've done. And they've said, and I found myself nodding and I thought about it after he walked away and I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, Hey man, I was like, I was like, how many years did you play uh, overseas? I was just curious. And he's like, Oh man, I never made it, man. I just always wanted to. I was like, Oh, okay. That's great. And thankfully, I've been in enough, at, at that time, I'd been a part of the worldwide organization who had, had a great mentorship program. People can say what they want about MLMs, but being a part of the worldwide organization and having uplines that I could actually talk to on a regular basis that had success in that arena was very helpful for me. And one, that was one of the big ones they always pushed is what is the fruit on the person's tree that is talking to you? And I remember standing there, continue to shoot. And I looked back over and I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know. I was like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to kind of do my own thing. Because I needed to retell him I'm disregarding his energy that he was trying to put onto me. He was a good athlete. I could tell he was pretty good at what he did. But he hadn't made it himself. And he had been to those same tryouts. So why in the world would I listen to somebody who had been there and not made it by doing what he thought it was possible? So I just want to, I just want to start with that because I, I know there's people in this world that have been through these almost moments. They've been like, oh, I feel like I'm right there on the brink. You know, I just, what are the tools I need, the connections I need? What's the path that I can see to help my way up this mountain? And I, and I first ask you, do you have a mountain? Like when you look, do, do you have a big vision for yourself? And that's the first thing I always do for a client. It's like, what is your vision? What do you want? And a lot of times people spend so much time on what they don't want that they haven't figured out this idea of this is what I want. And I remember my mentor that I, one of, one of the first mentors that I met, sat down with him. He's like, Jeremy, what do you want? And I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I want to play to the best of my ability. He's like, okay, that's great. What do you want? And it turned into a 45 minute conversation of what do you want? And being able to be so specific and focused and being able to tell someone like, I want millions of followers in my life. I do because I know how much love I'm going to be able to give back to all of them. I want to speak on stages. I want all of this. I have to tell myself this on a regular basis. That is the wall. That is the mountain that I want to build. And I want to, and I, and I'm so excited to climb it and I'm so excited to bring people along too. Cause I know there's other people that want that, that used to feel that they were inadequate, used to feel they weren't enough. They weren't worthy of something like that. And the thing that I've learned is a couple stories that I want to tell you guys today is the almost moments and the check swings that I had in baseball that taught me how to feel prepared for life. The first thing I want to talk about though, is a movie that I watched this last year and it's a movie called the Don wall. If you guys have never seen it, I encourage you to watch it. I think it's on. I don't think it was on Netflix. I think I found it on YouTube, actually. It was an old documentary about this guy who wanted to climb one of the hardest, hardest, hardest free climbing walls uh, in the world. And he was trying to create his own path up it because nobody had ever done it. I can't think of what the wall was called at the time, but basically the thing was perfectly flat. The guy only has four fingers on one hand also. And he was going to try to figure out his way up this mountain. And he had to map out his own path. He was like, okay, I have to get to this part. And this is like the first, I can't remember what they're called. It was like, this is my first section. He mapped it out into 19 different sections 
that he was going to take at, at a, until he finished it. So he would camp out. So he literally would have these hanging tents that would, that would be attached to the very top of the wall and hang. He would sleep in them. And then in the morning, he'd get up and try that next section. And when he'd get there, he'd pull up his tent and then park on the next one. And he did this for like four years. And a lot of it was done by himself. You know, it, it impacted his relationship. And eventually he had a guy that was willing to come along and do with it. But when I thought of this story, there was a bunch of metaphors that really correlated with life. Number one, are you willing to live on the mountain that you're trying to climb? Are you willing to literally go there into that arena and spend so much time and energy that you allow this brilliant mind that you have, you'll have this brilliant heart that you have, this brilliant soul that you have to feel out the things that you would need to create the pathways up the mountain, to create the pathways to that confidence. Are you willing to sleep, literally sleep in the arena that you want to climb in? And I've done this. I've literally spent six hours, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours in a gym and basically just taken a nap and, and meditated over by, you know, the, the busu ball areas uh, with, you know, in my socks. And I flip my hoodie over my eyes and just kind of hope that I didn't you know, bother anyone at two in the morning at 24 hour fitness. I wanted to sleep in the gym because I knew when I woke up, I could have a protein bar and get right back to work. And even if it was just like another hundred free throws and maybe another hundred abs, I know what I truly wanted. And I knew how far I was behind because I did, I switched when I was playing baseball until I was 23 years old. And Dre knows how hard it is to play one sport, much less two. But I switched from Division One baseball to basketball at 23. And it's how long it's taken me to feel comfortable. But I would sleep in the gym. And are you willing to sleep in the arena? And I know I talk about this guy a lot. He's really had an impact on me. But I talk about Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. And if you guys don't know who he is, and you can put it in the chat if you want to help spell his name. Gary Vaynerchuk, for those of you who don't know. Um, he, he lives in the arena when he starts something new. Like when he first was on TikTok, and I remember he was talking about it. He said he watched for hours he watched four five six hours worth of content just scrolling and he didn't see that as a waste of time because he was seeing what worked with other people that he was trying to be that he wanted to emulate when he got on the app what was successful what's going to work and i feel like so many people they go on and they scroll and they scroll for what they like and i tell my clients this like i love piano i love singing videos i love things that motivate me i'm not going to go on instagram and watch those videos. And if I get them, I make sure I go through them as fast as possible so that the algorithm doesn't show me those. Because I know that the motivational things that I'm going to share that I'm that are going to impact other people's lives are gonna come from the speaking ones, the David Goggins, the the Tony Robbins, the, um, the Kobe Bryant ones. Like I love those videos. And so I will scroll past the ones that I will enjoy to the ones that I know will be impactful for my audience. I'm living in the arena knowing that I'm there for a reason. I'm not just scrolling for fun. If I want to go have fun, I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent. But if you guys didn't watch this last season, Britain's Got Talent, holy crap, so much talent. Unreal. There was like six people that I think that could have won. Uh, I think the guy that won, he did a great job too. So that's just a side note, but that's, that's a part of being in life. I love having some balance from time to time and just really enjoying myself. But I was willing to live in the arena because that's the way I've learned everything i like to go through TikTok, and i was like okay that seems really successful oh my gosh i've only seen the sound once i'm going to do this right now and then for the next hour i was doing a jim carrey skit and then it blew up and i had a ton of fun doing it at the same time and it started to give me that confidence because i was acting like jim carrey in those videos i was learning the subtleties of face facial change i was learning the subtleties of how you know you make a silly face when someone's listening and talking have you done that in your life have you done that do you realize that you can learn absolutely anything you've ever needed to learn on YouTube or on Google or on or on online, anything. People that don't have confidence. I didn't. I didn't talk to people for like years. I literally couldn't make eye contact with people in college. I would walk past them and be like, "Okay, come on, Jim, you got this. Make eye contact. All right, nice job. Smile at the next person. See what happens. Not that creepy. Come on, pull it back. Pull it back. I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. I couldn't talk to people, and I literally went on YouTube. And I started studying people like Chris Pratt when they'd be on interviews. There was a guy called the, the Norton Graham Show, Morton Graham Show. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. It was a Britain show. They'd have like four people on the, on the couch. I would study the way that they answered questions. I would study the way that they talked. And I've literally now, been, I've been a professional athlete for like eight years. I've been a coach and mentor my entire life. Like I have the life that I've always wanted to have. And I know it's just going to get better. And there's moments at the end of the day where I'm literally just like in tears because I'm just like, holy crap, this is my life. I want people to feel those things. And there's so many people that feel like they're victims. They feel like they're stuck in their own life. And you realize there's tools. 
There's tools for all of this. I remember the first time I watched this, this YouTube show called Charisma on Command. And you guys should check it out if you're having trouble with some confidence. Like, and you're not just working with a coach. It's not just with the time that you have with a coach. If you end up working with one of these wonderful people that you see on stage and the people that maybe you meet in the audience or in Clubhouse or somewhere, you work with them. It's so much more than just the time you work with them. Because if you're talking to me for an hour and a half or two hours every week, the stuff that you're doing in between is all the ways that you're going to change. All the ways that you're going to change. And I remember the, the time I came across this video on Charisma Command that talked about eye contact that when you feel uncomfortable. And apparently back in the day, Bill Clinton, like him, love him, whatever, I don't care. He would squint a little bit when he would look at somebody in the eyes. And, I, and, he, and the guy was explaining that it can make you feel a little bit comfortable because it can make it feel like you're not <laughs> wide-eyed and then like, hey, tell me your soul. Tell me everything about you. And, it, and, it, and I remember like the next day, I was like, okay, I'm willing to try that. So I was talking to someone and as I was listening, I kind of squinted a little bit. And you guys should try this today. Try it for fun. Why not? What do you got to lose? So I, I kind of squinted for a little bit and I realized that it like, I put me a little bit at ease too. Cause I felt like I wasn't, I was, it kind of put me in a quizzical face. Like, oh, I'm listening to you. Like, what do you got to say? What can you give me here? And it was really, really cool. There's always a tool for you to learn something on the flipping internet for you to be better. And that's the things that you're going to need to climb those mountains. So are you willing to live in these arenas that you need? Are you willing to spend, like, if you're having trouble with your confidence, or you have trouble with the people that you're spending time with and your input and things that's coming into you, are you willing to listen to podcasts all day instead of listening to music at work? Like, if you have a chance to have ear pods in, you're willing to listen to the Tools of Titans from Tim Ferriss. That's what I used to listen to all the time. I love that podcast so much. Because he asks the same questions to different people and you get a different response from different backgrounds, from different experiences, from different celebrities, from different actors and different uh, athletes. And I loved it because it was just so good for me. And someone, used, someone asked me, they're like, Jeremy, why do you listen to podcasts so much? Why do you listen to podcasts so much? Like you're, you're always talking about a podcast you're listening to. And this is me like, like five years ago. And I said, because I don't trust my own thoughts right now. I know that as I'm trying to change myself as a person, like, and I've really been trying to go through it for, it's been a, you know, a 20 year process. You know, my dad was paralyzed 20 years ago and I felt like it has been a, a self journey process of me trying to figure this stuff out by myself. And I think that's the journey I signed before I came down to earth. Can I figure this out by myself and then teach other people how to do it? And I, I just told her, I was like, I don't trust my own thoughts. So I give other people a chance to pour their thoughts into me from all kinds of different backgrounds, things that I might not even think I'll enjoy from teachers, from artists from entrepreneurs to athletes and then that's when these things came into my life and that's when i was early to tiktok that's when i was early to clubhouse that's when i was early to things because i saw them as opportunities i was telling this to a, a client the other day she's uh well this potential client i didn't even know she wanted to work with me i thought i was just doing a free call for her and in the end she was like hey you know what's what what does it look like working with you i was like oh all right well i was just going to help you out for sure she asked me about things that she could look forward to doing in the future. She's like, I, she's like, I know I'm right there on the edge. And like, I just, I want to know. I was like, well, what have you been doing these last, I don't know, six months? She goes, well, I kind of felt stuck. I kind of felt stagnant. I was like, well, there's your answer. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, if you were stuck and stagnant and you're in this industry, there's other people in this industry that feel stuck and stagnant. So your very next post needs to be for the last six months, I felt stuck and stagnant. This is what I was doing. And then you just, and you start learning how to video record yourself in the moments. Like you can put it setting up in, in the corner with you and your husband, just making like dinner one time and fooling and, and messing around and throwing flour in each other's face, whatever, whatever you naturally do, just live your life. But if you have a little clip, that's going to go over a reel that you start, as you say, as you're swiping and you start to see something that's like a, a big moment for you or something that it's a Tony Robbins clip and it, it inspires you and you can do a, a, what are those called? The time lapse with him in the background talking, you don't even have to have your own voice on this and it can inspire somebody and help someone. Isn't that what you're trying to do? I was like, every opportunity that you're going through right now is a chance to teach someone else something. Every second, no matter what, even if right now you're like, okay, today I didn't do very much. Okay, why is that important? Why could that be important to your followers? Why could that be important to your career? Why could that be important to your next job? People look at everything so black and white of what can I bring to the world? Like, what are the talents? What are the accolades I have? And if you're thinking about that, that could be something too. You could literally write a post on what it felt like as I was trying to figure out the accolades and the things that I had to bring to this world. Everything is an opportunity as long as you're paying attention and as long as you don't want to miss it. 
And the thing that I wanted to talk about too is uh, I want to talk about some check swings and I want to talk about the things that were almost that really set me up for confidence. But I do want to leave because I have plenty of time to chat with you guys today. So I want to give a, an opportunity if you guys want to jump in, you want to kind of pounce around in this conversation for a little bit. I want to allow, you know, the next, uh, we'll say like eight minutes or so for questions or for comments. If you guys want to talk about some things, please feel free. So is there anyone on stage that wants to kind of jump in on what I've said so far? Flash your mics if that's the case. I know I've been talking, so people are probably like walking to their phone, like me, maybe me. I'm looking. And if not, that's totally fine. I can literally just continue. Ariel is flashing. Okay, Ariel, go ahead. Good morning to you. What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning to everybody. Yeah, man. So what you were saying made a lot of sense, and I, I definitely uh, appreciate it. Thank you for sharing that. Just growing up in poverty, section eight, and food stamps, man, coming up. Uh, just had to change my environment and before I could change my environment I had to change my mindset right and like you say instead of listening to music listen to podcasts so as I was uh changing my mindset I was listening to a lot of different motivational speakers a lot of different successful people trying to get success tips and uh, one of the things that I heard that resonated with me was what you tune into you turn into right so what you tune into you turn into so if you just continue to listen to the success, listen to the motivation, listen to the accomplishments, then soon you will be the next accomplishment. Soon you will have the next success. Soon it will be your turn, right? Once you're around a group of winners, you'll be the next winner. And the same happens in reverse. If you're around a group of losers, then you're going to be uh, the next loser. So you got to be careful with who you spend your time with and what you spend your time on because social media is that person people are spending time with. So if you if your timeline is full of negativity and drama, then next thing you know, that thing is going to jump onto you and you're going to turn into it. So I just wanted to say uh, thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate it. My name is Ariel and I'll land right there. Yeah, man, a thousand percent. And that and that's where the um, when you spend so much time around somebody, you'll start to see patterns. Like if, if the people that have read, like when you look back at um, who was that one guy, Ty Lopez, you know, he was obviously on Clubhouse for a little bit. But he said he read like how many books and he just started to see the patterns and then he took the opportunity to kind of become a little bit uh, of a meme for a while. It was like, hey, what's up? I'm in my dope room with my dope car. And people kind of started trying to copy that. But he spent all of his money on advertisements on social media and everyone ended up knowing who he was. He went authentically into this opportunity that he had in that space and bam, that's, that's when he became who it was. Like when you spend enough time listening to other people's success or listening to other people's stories and filling yourself up with that instead of the news or whatever else, God knows, I don't know, I haven't listened to that kind of stuff in a long time. Imagine just the patterns that you might pick up. Even if it's just a little bit, it could change your life. And so I really appreciate that. What you hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day you tune into you'll turn into that's great i saw some people in the comments saying that and when emma said the aha moment like aha moments are going to happen a lot more often if you're listening to things or tuning into things that you haven't listened to before or maybe maybe this is it maybe there's a book that you read two years ago, pick that book back off the shelf and reread it as you are today. And pick up the new things that you might not have even been able to read at the time. You might not have been ready for it. There are chapters that you have read before that you will look at now and be like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like I needed this. I needed this right now and before I didn't understand it. When I read The Untethered Soul for the second time through this last year, I sat there the whole time with just my hand on my head and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like this makes so much sense now. Like I, the more that basically, the more that I'm trying to become this, the more that it's, it's going away because it's not who I am. Like when something becomes I am and becomes a, a natural statement, that's what I'm gonna talk about here in the next part of the segment. Like that's when it becomes natural and that's when I don't have to give myself a pump up speech. Before I get on, I'm not like, come on, Jeremy, you got this. It's like, no, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I've done this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times on my mind, I've done it hundreds of times, it's who I am. I've been speaking about this for 22 years and I had to remind myself of that. And so think about this too, for those of you that want to be coaches, for those of you who want to have an influence and impact and give back in the world and you're looking at yourself and you're like, well, who am I to give this impact? Like, who am I? Why would you listen to me when you could listen to Tony Robbins and you could listen to Tim Ferriss? 
when you can listen to Ramon, Ramon Ray, who I freaking love it, dude. I always appreciate you. I get to give you the mic today, too. by the way. I get to give you the mic. I'm so excited. You have no idea the introduction is coming for you, my man. I'm going to wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but think about that. Think about that just for one second. Like, what, what is, what is that? What is that? Why, like, why, why should, why should they listen to me? I'm 31 years old. Do you have any idea how many times over the last six years as I was writing my book and doing my podcast and doing things that always came naturally to me that the enemy within was like, Jeremy, why should they listen to you? You've learned this stuff from other people. You've some of that stuff you've learned from your insights and from walking into a forest and sitting down in the snow and being scared and writing down what you were grateful for, for 35 minutes. Sure. But why should they learn from you, Jeremy? Why, why are they going to care? Why is someone going to care what you say? when they can hear, hear it from somebody else. And I promise you, there's people in the audience that are saying this today. And I realized, and this is what I started telling my clients, when, they, when you're working with me, you get 22 years of experience of me thinking like a 40 year old when I was 10 years old, because I had to take over my house. It, me as a 10 year old, having to catch my older brother going into the backyard neighbor's kids who bullied the heck out of me and put a gun in my head. And I had to do some therapy for that, trust me. But uh, when I had to catch him at, at his house and, and confront him confront him as an 11 year old and be like, Kyle, what are you doing, man? Like, and I was crying because I didn't like confrontation. I was a little kid. I was like, Kyle, what are you doing with your life, man? Why are you leaving us? Like, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, dude, like, I was like, come on, you're better than this. I had to confront someone and have courage at 11. I've been doing this. I've been living it for 22 years. There's part of your life, no matter how old you are, age is not equal to maturity. Age does not equal how much time you spent in part of your field. Age does not how much time you spent living on your mountain. It, it works and makes sense to you. You are worthy of, of, of giving information to somebody else. You have to find out how that is. You have to package it within yourself that makes sense so that when you project it out, that's where the brand, that's where the marketing is so important because you're branding it to yourself first. I had to figure out to myself and make sense. Like that's why I asked all those people. I am a big brother. I am somebody who's had to be a big brother forever. I had to be a big brother for my entire family. I had to be a big brother for my mom. I had to be a big brother for everyone. You know, I had the coolest moment today. I got to tell you this real quick. My mom sat across from me at, a, at this Mexican restaurant. We're selling the house or she's selling my child at home. I came home to help her move. And so we've uh, we spent a lot of time lately together, which is really cool because I, I know when I go on my next adventure or when I'm back in Europe or South America playing basketball again, you know, I might not see her for a while. And, and, I'm, and I'm really proud of her for she's moving on. She's moving on. You know, my dad finally passed away for after 20, 20, 20 ish years being paralyzed. And, and so she's had to move on from so many things. Her mom died a long time ago and she's, she's finally selling the house that, that we've lived in for 27 years. And she had to throw away a lot of my dad's stuff. And I can't imagine for those of you gone through some of that stuff where you've lost someone, you've had to throw away those things and, and to throw away, you're not throwing away memories, but you're throwing it pieces of love. And I was watching her go through this and she never really got therapy and just how beautiful I've watched her progression. And one of the things that happened today at lunch is that she sat down across from me and she just started talking and she's always seen me as someone who's comfortable. She's told me parts of the story before for some reason today. And I don't know if it's because I'm on clubhouse a lot more and she sees me mentoring people a lot more. She sees some of my content uh, from her friends that share it with her, which is kind of comical to me. And, but she, she sat across and she just started talking about her childhood. And she goes, Jeremy, I think I've only told this story like twice. And I just sat back and I was like, Jeremy, just be quiet and let this moment happen. And she was talking about how she was in a very unsafe house. And she, and she, I could tell she was hedging things and not wanting to give the full details. And so I would kind of put the pieces together from time to time and help her finish. And she's like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't in this situation. I was like, yeah, but it was enough. And she's like, yeah, it was enough. And I remember just being like, wow, this is so cool. She's, she's trusting me to open up in this moment. And she told me some very personal things and I'm not going to say it to the room because I don't want to trigger anybody today, but it wasn't nice. She was in a very unsafe house as a kid and her parents were involved with drugs and parties and we'll, we'll kind of leave it at that for now. But her to tell that, I remember I came home and I was talking to my little brother. I said, a really cool thing happened today. You know, she's a grandma now and she's doing really good. I'm proud of her. She was my first client. I always say that she was my first client. I had to figure out how in the world am I going to make, help make this woman happy and believe in herself. When she, I watched her cry over my dad and said, please wake up. 
and has and left her biggest support, her biggest supporter, biggest rock after having such a harsh childhood, finally marrying someone that was worth a dang and, and loved her and cared about her and having that taken away from her too. And not only that, but she had to take care of him. And I'm looking at this mountain that she was going to have to climb. And that was my first client ever. And I remember, and I just remember that moment. I remember thinking about swinging it all the way to today, 21 years later, and how she's finally willing to say this. And she's like, yeah, this is like the second time I've ever shared this. And she's nervous and she's kind of looking side to side. And I just remember being that calming presence for her and being that big brother for her in that moment too. And I'm her son, obviously, but sometimes you need more than that. Sometimes we wear different hats for different people. And as I was sitting there, I told my brother, I was like, hey, I'm really excited to see how she heals. She's walked away from a lot of things and she's starting to talk. And I so I'd said this before, and this is my biggest quote for everyone. The things that you wish to remain hidden are the biggest things that can heal you and the biggest things that you can make a shift in the world so you can be seen. And they're really not that bad. Even if they were, even if they were, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I promise you, you could never shock me with the things that you could say. Because you're a human being, you've had a human experience, which means you've made mistakes, you've had horrible things happen to you, you've had good things happen to you too. But just know that those things that you feel ashamed about sometimes, that's the enemy. Anything that's involved with shame and guilt, that's not God. That's not God. And there's a reason why healing comes when you cry. There's a reason why healing comes when you laugh. There's a reason why healing comes from that emotion because it's no longer trapped inside of you. And let me tell you, I'm really excited about this woman. I'm really excited about her life and this little last chapter that she's going to get for the next, you know, 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, however long it is. I'm not going to put that on her. Where she gets to be a grandma and she gets to be happy and she gets to move into another a new safe environment for her to grow, grow and thrive. And I just wanted to share that today because I, I know that there's people in the room sometimes that are like, oh, I don't want to share these things and I don't know who I can share it to. There's people out there that want to listen. There's people out there that are paid to listen. And there's people out there that can help and just know that those things that you feel ashamed about, it's not coming from God. And you start to share those things and let those emotions out. Watch how that change happens. Because you're going to start to see the past a little bit different when you have a little less pain that's going on in your body at the same time. So I did, I did just really want to share that. Was there anyone else that, that wanted to kind of chime in before I step into this, this next little part that I want to talk about of uh, taking like half swings and seeing what you can learn from it? I just love what you were saying, Jeremy. Glenn Lundy always says, you know, right here about the breakfast table, get around those who are doing the things that you want to do. So I thought it was just perfect. Well, thank you, Mary Lynn. It's always great being here with you and everyone else. Like I learned, I learned from you guys as I get to teach. So it's great. Is there anyone else who want to chime in real quick before I go on to the next part? All right. Well, we'll do this. So the next part that I want to talk about is the almost moments that set up one of the a very, a very impactful and pivotal moment in my life. And it made me think of how can I take this moment again, everything is possible to share it with someone else and allow them to see something different and, and help them see a different way of, of how they can take a half swing in their life. Where's the check swings that they've taken? So I used to play baseball and in my sophomore year, I was in a really big game. I was pitching and there was like the number one team in the state. And we were the number two team. And we were, it was like one-to-one -one in the bottom of six. And I'm now hitting off of their best pitcher. It's a 3-0 count, and if, for those of you who know in baseball, when it's a 3-0 count, you usually take that pitch. So you usually just stand there and you just watch it. And for some reason in that moment, I, I reared back like I was going to hit it. And I put my foot down, and I, and I even turned my back knee, and I was like, oh. And I just saw, I, I had this vision that went through my head of what would have happened if I would have let go. Like I got everything to the very last second, it was just pulling the trigger. And I, and I remember my coach called time, and I, and I walked down there. I was one-to-one. -one, there's no one on base. There's two outs in the bottom of the six. And he, go, and he goes, okay, B, and I'm a sophomore, you know, I'm, I'm playing on varsity. And he's like, okay, this is a big moment. He's like, you know, how do you feel? Do you want to take one more pitch? And I kind of looked at him and I was like, and, uh, coach, I actually think I got him. And I, and I, and I remember that like, it was this weird epiphany. And he, he kind of, I saw the look on his face too. And he's like, oh, okay, swing away. Very next pitch, I hit 400 and some odd feet to left center and pimp job didn't flip the bat. And I remember being like, I knew that was going to happen without the shadow of a doubt. For the like for the first time ever that was something that was like i played it like it was like it was this weird slow motion on the pitch before i was like i know what's going to happen like i'm literally going to hit this out i'm a sophomore i've never hit a home run in my life at that point in in varsity baseball and i remember when i came around third base i was like i, I kind of laughed at him I was like i told you and i went out and i finished the game and we won and we ended up winning 22 straight games that year um and it was just a, a really big moment for me and i ended up doing a a showcase the next day and I tried to beatbox in front of my whole school and that didn't go bad. So we learn and we, we live and we learn. We have good moments and we have our bad. 
But thing that I learned from that moment is I was like, how can I take this and apply it to other things? I've applied it to basketball. I've applied it to where if I go off the dribble, I can pump fake and, and figure out how to be, am I ready for that shot? But I figured out, I was like, I can apply this to business as well. There's been moments in my life where I've almost been called on and my heart starts to beat. Almost. In that world, my business I was talking about, I was in a room full of like 3,500 people. And I realized that whatever vehicle that you're in right now, you can make work if you actually want to. There's people that are in MLMs that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars. There's people there that will find the victim mindset and they won't work. And so it's like, it's up to you, but is it really important to you? Is it something that you really want to do? Is it something that makes sense to you? Is it something that makes sense to you as a person? But I'm in this room and I've now done a hundred step one meetings myself. I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm just loving this business. Cause if I sit down with someone and they're in another business, I just teach them how to build that and move on. Cause I love people. I was like, this is perfect for me. I literally get to mentor people and I get to talk to people. This is so amazing. And I remember I, I wanted to always be an example for them. And I wanted to be an example for myself. I was like, for people that are learning under me is at the point of time, I was 27. So I was like, you know, why should they learn from me? Another question I was asking myself again, then, and I was like, well, because I'm willing to put myself out there. And I remember I, I raised my hand, this guy named Greg Duncan or Brad Duncan, excuse me, was on stage and he was an amazing guy. And he was just like, he's like, yes, you. And I stand up and the person in front of me, uh, also had their hand up and she stood up and he goes, oh yes, we'll go with the lady. And I remember I sat back down, but my heart, in my chest like I'm afraid it's gonna stop at some point because I was so nervous to stand it up I was I had so much anxiety so much my blood pressure just soared but I was like and then I was sitting able to ask myself I sat back down I was like was I ready to ask that question do I is there a part of me that I don't value myself enough to ask a question in front of 3,500 people like do I feel like it's gonna be a good enough question do I feel like it's gonna be worth the time I'm sure people have thought about this on Clubhouse before they're like, okay, my heart's beating so much and my mind goes blank. It's like, you know, and my tongue feels a little bit different. You know, it's like, have, have you felt that way on Clubhouse? And it's like, what questions do you ask yourself in those moments? And I sat down and I wrote and I was like, did I feel like I was valuable enough? Was it a good question? I was like, yeah, I really thought about it for like 10 minutes. I wanted it to be a good question. And I raised my hand again. He's like, yeah, you. And I stood up in front of 3,500 people. And I said, you know, I said, in this moment, with how much success that you've had, how much happiness you have, the love that you have for your family, the love that you share, it's amazing. And I'm really, it's really awesome. I'm thankful to be here. And I think everyone is. And I'm using everyone in the world. I'm, I'm in the room as, an, as a preface. This is great. And it allows people to feel comfortable with what I'm about to say. It allows him to feel comfortable. And I said, but what was it like when you were the Brad that wasn't confident? What was it like that third week when you were walking up to somebody and you were nervous to, to make a, a first touch? What was that like? What was that Brad like? And I sat down and he's like, you know, thank you for the question. And he went on and my heart beat a little bit, a little bit softer that time. And I tell you guys a lot on the stage, how many moments can you put yourself into no matter what mountain you want to climb? How many moments can you put yourself into where you feel uncomfortable and your heart starts to beat a little bit harder? Because I mean, at the top of the mountain that you're trying to climb, I'm guessing there's going to be quite a bit of tension. There's going to be quite a bit of excitement. There's going to be quite a bit. Maybe it's fast paced. Maybe it's, I'm guessing it's going to be like that. And for me, like even those moments, matter for me and now in my basketball career later even though i'm not in the business anymore i still remember that time because i was like man how cool was it for me to put myself out there like that i'm proud of myself for doing that kind of stuff that was a check swing that happened right before that that allowed me to say hey was i ready for that was i ready for that pitch was i ready for that trigger so have you had times where you've picked up the phone and you've called somebody and then you think they're like the answer and it's like a voicemail and you're like oof i thought that was them like i thought that was the moment like i thought that was it was i ready I don't know, but I, at least, am I trying? Like, am I trying this? Like when you call someone for the first time and you liked them back in the day, you remember how hard, hard your heart was beating. If they didn't answer, you're just like, whew, okay, I tried. Like get back into those moments where you're taking those check swings. And the thing that I thought about too, and my uncle Rick helped me out with this a lot because he would go into different businesses and help them grow and kind of go in as an alias and pretend like he was working there and then kind of step in and be like, hi, I'm the undercover boss, hello, it's me. It was pretty fun. But one of the things that he helped me out with was as I was telling him these stories of baseball and I, and I was standing in the on-deck circle and I want you guys to think of these moments and I'm going to have you guys today text me or DM me a physical object that you could have and bring with you a little bit more often that would bring you a little more confidence. And for me, I was telling him the story of when I'd be on deck. My uncle would be there, my mom would be there, my grandma would be there and I'd be standing there talking to them, you know, not even looking at the picture because I was so confident in who I was. And then I just like saunter up to the plate, you know, like I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit a double off the right center wall. I've, I've been training hours. Like I'm so confident who I am, it's who I am at this point. And 
as I was telling the story and I'm reenacting this, he was just like, stop, 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 stop. He goes, can you, can you see this? Can you feel this? Like, he's like, can you take this energy that you have and this confidence that you have that you're walking up to the plate or when you have a bat in your hands and channel that, can you feel where it is in your body? Can you channel this into other sports? Can you channel this into your business? Can you channel this into, into other places? You know, that kind of acting it out. So your body's like in a place where it's like, I'm comfortable with who I am. Cause I really think it's got to get to a place of who you are as a person. You got to be able to say that kind of stuff. Like for me, when I tell people now, like I'm the, I'm kind of like a big brother, like it gives me a ton of confidence cause it's who I am. It's an I am statement. Like it's able for, and I think about Tyler hero. I think about sports a lot cause it's really, it's really helpful. When Tyler hero was asked when he played last year in the Eastern conference finals, like why he was so confident, like being able to just step in and have such a big role. He's like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of just who I am. Like, that's why it's, that's why it is so important sometimes to go back to your childhood and look at like how you were treated. Cause you know, if you weren't filled up with love, if you weren't filled up with those natural things, I am was, I am worthless or I am not enough or everything I do is not enough. And those were the statements that were always going through my head or who it was, who am I, who am I to do this? Who am I to have the success? And if anything, the people that I looked up, that I, I despise the most, and I've said this in this room before too, like those people that, that kind of frustrate you a little bit, they're probably imitating or imu like they're putting out an energy that you kind of wish that you could take on yourself, but you're not like comfortable doing it. And when I, I thought about that with my mom, you know, she was someone who always worried about people and it was always like, you know, the world's out to get you and other people have the abundance and I don't, it's a victim mindset. And as I'd play sports, she'd be like, oh, that guy's being a ball hog and that kind of stuff. So I always looked down upon Kobe Bryant's of the world who were taking, you know, 20, 50, 30 shots a game. Do you realize how much courage it takes to take a shot in business, in, in sports, in your careers, in your relationships? It takes a lot of courage to take a shot. And so one of the things I've actively started doing with my mind, if I see another teammate doing something like that, I, I say it out loud to myself. I want him to succeed. I hope he succeeds. You know why? Because we can only extend to others what we extend to ourselves. And if I'm looking at internally, if I shoot 30 times in a game and I call myself a ball hog and who am I to do this? Like that's exactly because I've had so much of that rewiring in my brain from what I was around, who we tune into, we turn into. I've had so much of that wiring from how I was raised. And it was just like, oh, like I can't be doing that kind of stuff. Like I look, I don't like the main character. I don't like the the jerk in these in these shows that I used to watch. So I, he was cocky, he was arrogant. It's okay to be confident. And so when I, with the, when those examples that we were raised, if you're raised by the television, if you're raised by these shows, if you're raised by your parents in that, in that generation, they were telling you these things and it made you feel like it wasn't okay to show up like that. So it's okay for you to feel the way that you do, but understand as you're, as you're changing these habits about who you are, it's important for you to root for others. It's really, really important for you to start rooting for others and for their success. Because what you extend to others, you'll extend to yourself. It's really important for you when you start to look, and this is for the men and women in this room, when you start to look at others in the morning, I want you to see the beauty in every single person that you see. And I actually prayed the other day, I was in Winco at like three in the morning, I was coming home from uh, Vancouver, I had a game up there and it was a playoff game and we ended up losing. We made it to playoffs, Glenn, I don't know if you're in here, but we ended up losing. And man, it was, it was tough. But uh, as we were as we were coming home, as I was coming home, I was in Winco Foods and I saw this lady, and she just looked like she was kind of having a rough day. And I just said, God, please give me something genuine that I get, that I can give her a compliment with, because I I do not give compliments that are that are disingenuine because then it's not coming from my heart. And I saw and I and I looked up and I saw her hair and it was really cool. It was pink and it was beautiful. I was like and I was I was like thank you. And as I walked past her aisle, I was like I was like hey, I was like I absolutely love your hair. She's like, oh, thanks. And I was like, yeah, I was like, hope you're having a good night. And I just kept walking. I hung up with her on gratitude. And I'd say this in the room before, hang up with someone on gratitude today. I challenge you to do that. Say something really polite to them, say something really nice to them and walk away and just give them the space where they don't even have a chance to, re to reject it. Because a lot of times people don't, there's sometimes where people don't do a good job of receiving compliments. But if you walk away and you kind of leave them with it, you don't really give them a chance to be like, oh, no, it's just this or it's just that. Nope. It's like, and it's funny because that's kind of what I'm doing in those moments. I'm just like, even if they're like, oh, if I was like, oh man, I love, I love this about you or something like that. And they're like, oh no, it's like, oh no, it's okay. You can take that compliment I'll, and I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to walk away. It's like, it's kind of a joke almost. It's like, no, you, you're not allowed to hedge this with me. Just receive it. It's okay. It's coming from a place of love. And so I, I encourage you guys to do that today too. But I encourage you to look and see the beauty you can in every single person that you meet. Because it's really interesting if you think about like the, 
I thought I think of an old movie like The Hunger Games. I remember when I first watched that, I was kind of a younger kid, and I had some. I'm very transparent on these apps. I'm very transparent as a person. I remember I was like, ah, I'm not really attracted to her that much, and that just the main character. And I, I remember that she stepped into this one part in the movie, and she was just uh, she just doing the flame, and she was doing the arrow, and I just remember being like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Whew. I was like, she's really turning on right now. Like her her light is like, I was like, she is attractive, and I realized that everyone has that light inside of them. Like all the people that are listening to my voice right now, you have that light inside of you. And there's an old story, I think it was with uh, like Marilyn Monroe or something like that. And she was talking to a friend of hers and she had the mic and she was talking to this crowd. And she looked at him, she goes, you want me to turn on my beauty real quick? And he's like, uh, and all of a sudden she just started dancing and talking a little bit differently and everyone just started screaming. And then she looked back and winked at him. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we all have this beauty that lives inside of us. And it's like, do you know how to, do you know how to turn it on? Or do you know how to look at someone else and project their best selves onto them and lift them up so that we, as you extend these things to others, you'll be able to start seeing this stuff with ourselves. Cause I don't care what mountain you want to climb in the world. You will not be able to naturally climb anything. If you don't value yourself, it's not possible. It's the reason why I was invisible for so many years. It's the reason why that I do the things that I do. It's the reason why I'm so, so passionate about being a big brother. It's the reason why I can talk for 45 minutes in a drop of a hat on anything in the world because I know how much I care about other people and I know how much I want to invite them to see that passion within themselves, to see the beauty within themselves, to see the beauty within others. And the more that you stop doing that, the more you'll start to give yourself grace. And it goes with gossip. It goes with everything. How much time do you spend gossiping about somebody else? If you're gossiping about somebody else, your internal voice is gossiping about you later. And there's part of you that's like, I deserve this. BS, absolutely no, throw the flag on the play, 10 yards back, all of those metaphors apply there. You do not deserve to be hard on yourself for one second. Now there's a part of you, we can be truthful with yourself and please do that, please do that. Please, you know, like validate the things that you are and aren't doing and check on those and make sure that you are doing the work that you wanna to do towards your mountain, towards your thing that you're trying to do. But you do not get to gossip about yourself later. You do not get to, to, to stomp on the things that you're working on. And there was a, there was a kid that was in the Asana today at Oregon State University. I was working out there and he's lost like 30 pounds. And he's super proud of himself. And he even said that too. And he goes, you know, sometimes I come in the sauna because it, it's so hot in here. It's hard for me to think. And it's hard for me to tune out and to say something. Oh, I could have worked harder. I could have done this. Like after all the work that I already did, I was like, good for you. I was like, you know, cold showers kind of do that too. And I was like, you know, the thing that I used to do is I used to take a cold shower and I used to shut the door and I had no window and I used to turn off the light. So it was basically like no exposure or what is that called? No exposure therapy or I don't remember what it's called, but I, I couldn't hear. I couldn't really see. I couldn't, and I couldn't really think because it was freaking cold. And it just gave me a chance to like calm everything down. And again, if it's something that the successful people on the planet were doing, there's all the podcasts I listened to. They were doing cold showers. They were doing saunas. They were doing breathing work. I was like, well, I'm okay with trying this myself. Are you okay with being a guana or, or being a guinea pig and trying these things? I don't know why a guana popped up, but <laughs> being a guinea pig and trying these things to work on yourselves. And who are you going to eventually say that you are? Your branding is really important because it's how you brand yourself is how the idea that you're going to believe in your heart of who you truly are and what you're trying to be. Like for no matter what mountain you're trying to climb. And I see myself as a big brother. I see myself as passionate. I see myself as confident. I see myself as doing the things that I want other people to do in their life. I believe it because it's who I am. When you say I am, that whatever comes next is really, really important. And that's something there's a person on, on Clubhouse that actually does a room. It's like a poetry room. She says, and after I say I am, after you say I am, it defines who you are and it defines what your life is going to be. So just pay attention to that. And instead of saying, who am I, we can start saying I am a little bit more. But the thing I want you guys to do is I want you to have a physical object. And I want you guys to DM me that this week. And for me, it's like a bat. It's a little bat because I can think about the way that I used to sit there and kind of twirl with it and look at it. Like, look at this little thing. I'm going to go get a couple of hits. And I'd look at my mom and be like, how far do you want me to hit this one? And it was just a big joke, but I was so confident. And I think about sometimes I really need to embody, embody confidence. Sometimes I'll think about that moment. I'm just kind of swinging it around because think about how my face turns on when I think about that. Think about Marilyn Monroe. She's like, you want me to turn it on? What is that beauty inside of you? And is there a physical object that you can have? and a memory, a core memory from your life where you can look at it and be like, whew, 
I got this. Watch this. Watch me turn on real quick. I think that's where I'm going to stop for today. And we got 14 minutes, so we got plenty of time to chat and question, ask questions and all kinds of things. So I'd love to kind of open the stage up. I heard someone already on mic, so that person can feel free to go ahead and then I'll look for some flashes after that. Or maybe I thought someone on mic. Well, I'm flashing. Well, I'm going to chime in. I think somebody else just tried okay. to as well. That you can go after me. <laughs> um, <laughs> For me, uh, Jeremy, one of the things I just thought of was like, wow, we we cement things um, for ourselves when we're trying to uplift ourselves to not just climb the next mountain, but to just keep us even on that mountain, right? So for me, it's like there's been some moments when I remember my mom encouraging me and she was my rock. So to lose her when I was in college was like, I was just really devastated. So, but I remember those moments and even you know, within the last couple of weeks, like that's what I remember to keep myself um, not just motivated, but just sometimes even from like going down the negative path, right? Like I, I stay focused on her encouragement and her words and things like that. So I definitely agree with um, a lot of the things you brought up in that aspect that someone can serve us even if they're no longer here, right? So with that, I'll end my plane and I'll pass the mic. Yeah, there, there's uh, I've talked about nostalgia a lot with some of my clients and other people. It's like, you know, there's a beauty in being nostalgic and there's a beauty in being grateful. And then there's a beauty in saying, let's let's do this again. Like, how can you set up with new people in your life and create that new community that makes it feel like family, that makes it feel like home? And, and I just know that there's sometimes where, where loss is going to happen anyways. And it's it's tough. It's tragic, you know, at times even. But there's like, can you recreate and re and make a new memory that's even more powerful or even more appreciative and, and honor that person and, and allow that person to, you know, be, have that physical, you know, part that's maybe sitting on your desk or something like that. It's so like, hey, I'm really thankful for you. I know you're still here. Like when I'm sitting on my bed and I'm looking up, like I know my dad's still here. I know he's still with me. I know he's still with me as I go through all this journey. For however long I'm on this planet, like, and I know there's moments where he's proud, and those moments where he's like, "I know you could have been better there." And I'm like, "Yeah, mate." So I just, I really appreciate that. Uh, I think it was Mary Lynn. Were, were you the other one that I mic'd? Go ahead. Yeah, I just am so thankful. I mean, I, I keep saying this this morning. I, I am starting a new job, same industry, but I feel like I have had this major um, coaching session, and one of the things I'm very nostalgic too, and. <laughs> My son found a rock for me. He was with his dad and they were at a, um, a nursery and he found like some shells on the ground. He was like five. He took a washcloth and put it in a hot rods, like little plastic display container. And that has been on my shelf forever. So I think I'm going to grab one of those little shells today as you know, my heart was so full that day. Like I could almost bring me to tears. And actually it is, so I'll mute, but I'm going to grab that today on my first day. And I love, you know, I've just loved so much of what you said. So thank you. I'll just um, mute so I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, your tears are welcome here and there. And I know they're welcome with everyone else on the stage too. And that was something that I, I told my, uh, I think it was my brother recently, where I was like, you know, when you really elevate yourself and you're around a new tribe, I was like, things just happen differently. Like for those of you that don't know, uh, for the first time, like a few days ago, it was playoff night and I set my alarm to come do one of my segments and I just kept sleeping. And I woke up about four hours later and I was, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's seven o'clock. That is way past my segments. And I remember I texted her, I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. And, but what's really cool is again, what I said before, like I extend myself grace and what you extend to yourself, you, you can extend to others. And I've extended that to so many different people lately. I told the story last week of how, you know, when my teammate was struggling, I was like, I, and my coach wanted him to not shoot the ball. I cut off my coach as a leader should do at times. And I said, Hey coach, I can't have you say that. Like, and I looked him directly in his eyes and I was like, look, I know you've been struggling, but I trust you. Like, I know you're going to get the job done in a big moment. And I know we're going to need you. And I just want to let you know, I trust you. And coach, I can't have you say that. Cause even Michael Jordan asked Scott Skiles, it was like, Hey, do you trust me? It's really important for that. And coach is like, oh, well, you know, I, I trust him, of course. And, you know, if you see the shot, take it. And I remember my teammate was like, hey, man, like, thanks for having my back. And I was like, yeah, of course, I got you. 
I extended grace to somebody else. And I knew because of the level up that I've had, the, the, the environment that I now get to spend time around, I knew that me sleeping for an extra hour and actually breasting that she was, she was going to be happy for me and everything was going to be just fine. And she was like, Oh, I'm glad you got your rest. We can extend to others what we extend to ourselves and we can extend others to teach us what we're worth to ourselves too. And that's, that's such a big moment. And like I've cried in front of plenty of people, Mary Lynn, you're more than welcome to cry in front of me or anyone else at any time because this is a different level. It's people that understand that that's healing, that's beauty, that's grace, that's all the things that you need as a human being. So just wanted to make sure I extended you that because you're wonderful and I'm very thankful to be in uh, your space as well. So is there anyone else that wanted to go ahead? Sorry. Oh, I thought I cut somebody off. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. Good morning. My name is Re Good morning. My name is Renee. I I really um <laughs> some a lot of the things that you said made a lot of sense to me. Um in the present, I'm going my son is going through some serious health issues and after meeting with the doctors on Sunday, no, Saturday. I sent a message to all of my sisters and my mom, and I told them that we'll have a conference call because when you're going through um, extremely stressful situations, you don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over to different people at different times. So in that moment, um, I relayed to them what the doctors told me, and <laughs> I just sat back and got questioned <laughs> felt like an fbi questioning but I, at that time i just was appreciating the growth i'm the oldest of um six girls and their concern led to a lot of questions and i answered in the best way that i could um, and i noticed that my mom was silent at one point um after she answered a couple of things she got quiet and her silence took me back to our childhood. Whenever we had trying times, she would go to her off to herself, you know, and pray and, you know, try to process things. And each one of my sisters said a prayer for my son. And I, I listened, even my mom. And at that moment, I took that opportunity to let her know that in our childhood, although she had given me so much credit for being her support system, you know, for not being your typical 12 year old by cooking and cleaning and making sure everything was going the way it should, you know, while she pieced things together, I reminded her that my strength came from her and not to be silent, to say the things that you know you want to say, don't hold back you know, and to sing. I told her to sing. I thought about all the things that she didn't do or she shied away from because of perception. Um, she grew up in a different era than I did, you know, where ladies were to be seen and not heard. I reminded her that her voice was important. I uplifted her in a way that all of my sisters agreed and I mean, they chimed in, but before we got off that two hour call, my mother sang, <laughs> she used her voice and she sang. She literally started singing. And in that moment, well, what I told her was that when she used, you know, even though we've said all these prayers until she uses her voice, once she uses her voice, it will give us a strength it will give it, it will break the chains of all the adversity that we've been going through our in our life because we came through her and it was the most beautiful moment i must say in the last 30 years of my life to hear my mother sing to hear my mother speak with strength in her voice her whole complete the the tone of her voice was different it was like a curse being broken so even in my painful moments, I took that, that opportunity to uplift my mother because I felt I feel that if I don't ever get another chance to wake up on another day, she has to break her silence and, and by doing that, strengthen us. 
So I know that that's a, a long way of saying compliment people. But when you were telling me about the lady in the store and, you know, that's important to uplift the next person. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, a long drawn out process, but just leaving them with a few words that will empower them. My name is that's, Renee and I hear my mic. Renee, that is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And you know, what's interesting is that takes a lot of courage to do what you did. It takes so much courage to extend that to somebody else, especially someone that was there for you and was that strength for you, for you to unmic in front of your six sisters and in front of her and to ask for that is takes so much strength and courage. And I've, and I've said this to people before. It's like when you ask, it's okay to ask for love. It's okay to ask for strength. It's okay to ask for those things, but it takes a lot of courage to do so in that moment for you to extend that to her. And be like, hey, mom, this is your space. Like, it's okay. And we need this. We came from you. We gather our strength from you. And to allow her to have that moment is just it's so beautiful. And, you know, it's, I think of the, the things that, that God gave us. And I really believe that he gave us all the power to heal. And all the power to, to really, truly believe in ourselves. And when you truly believe something, it happens. Whether it's, the, whether it's with your health, whether it's with your body, whether it's with the energy, whether it's with the things that you truly want in life. When you really, really, really believe it, there's that little moment of like that trigger of like, no, if you do this, like it's going to happen. Like, mom, like, please. And for her to sing and take that time and have that power, it's like that is her speaking from her source. And I, and I, and I felt it like I, you know, I, I feel like I was just there with you in that moment. And it was just so beautiful to, to hear that story. So thank you so much for sharing that today. Thank you so much. And God bless your mom and God bless your kid, too. Thank you. Wow, that was amazing. Okay, now we have time for, we have two minutes left. Um, is there anyone else that would like to, to chime in? I'd love to pass the mic. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. Hi, this is Dr. O. I just wanted to say thank you for everything that you shared this morning. Your segments are always so wonderful. And I just wanted to say thank you to Ms. Renee, who just spoke. Um, you know, oftentimes as mothers, we um, carry a lot of burden for our children. And a lot of times we need to draw strength from them as well. So, Miss Renee, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your mom's story. Because it sort of brought a tear to my eye, thinking about my mom and how close we are and how we've had to go back and forth to draw strength from each other from time to time. Sometimes she'll come and say, you give me a lot of wisdom and I learned so much from you. And I'm looking at her like, I won't be this person if you didn't pour into me from the first day that I came to this world. And even today with the things that I'm doing all over my platform, encouraging people and teaching people and just being my best and highest self, showing up for them and just using all the life lessons that I gather every day just to share with the world and say, hey, here. Look at some mistakes that I made. Hey, look at some, you know, some victories that I had. Just taking that and just wanting to encourage everyone to say, every step you take in life, everything that you have the opportunity to do in this world, it's an assignment for you to move forward and give it to somebody else. We all have to be conduits. We are conduits and channels that God has put us here to pass it all along. We don't keep it to ourselves. Never feel like you're experience is not valid or your experience is not worthy of somebody else gleaning from that and taking something to make their lives better. It's very important for us to consistently, just like Jeremy's doing, you know, every experience, every week he comes here is like, okay, this is what happened last week and I'm going to share with you guys and I'm going to teach you from that. And that's exactly what I do. So we can all do the same so that we can make this world a better place. A lot of people are hurting and they're in pain. And just one word from you today, one smile, one compliment could be the turning point to making somebody have a better day or just to making them see the hope that God truly has for them. So thank you, Renee. Thank you, Jeremy. I really appreciate today's session. And my name is Dr. O, the Medspa professor, and I yield my mic. Thank you so much, guys, for letting me share. Well, you are very, very welcome, and this is going to be the time. And so I know I saw, um, I think I saw Aaron unmiking, but Aaron, you'll have to uh, 
wait patiently or ask Mr. Ramon if, if he'll allow you to, to chime in at some point. But the one thing that I want hey, to say. Hey, Jeremy, if you want to yes, take Aaron, go for it, brother. Take Aaron if you like. No problem at all. Ooh, I love it. And then, uh, okay, Aaron, go ahead, my friend. Thank you, Mr. Ramon. Hi, thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for allowing me. Well, here is Aaron. Um, what a great session. I have been in this room since this morning, and I tell you, it has so much value. And uh, since almost half an hour, I wanted to, to go for a shower, but uh, I just can't <laughs> I just can't go offline, right? This is how intense it has been here for me. Well, uh, with regards to uh, claiming your your highest mountain, for me, first of all, uh, before I get up to gather all the tools that I need to claim my mountain in terms of mentorship or team or whatsoever, all the do's and don'ts. And then we living in Switzerland. I have, I know a little bit about climbing mountains, physical mountains. And uh, coming from Africa, experiencing one of the worst stable world in Africa. I also know what it takes to, uh, to climb life mountains, right? But uh, here what I do, first of all, the basic question is I ask myself, why do I even need to climb this mountain? <laughs> what is importance? Because why am I asking this question? Because I think it's very important before we get all the tools we need for climbing our mountains, whatsoever physical or, or whatsoever mountain we have in mind or goals, is to know why do we actually want to put ourselves in this uh, in this embarrassment? Because it's embarrassing going to ask someone string your Mentorship hey, for, for for his yeah. So, hey, my, so my buddy, why 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 yeah? Did, can you? Can, yeah. I, I just I know he's extending you some grace, my friend. Can you uh, can you put it sure, into sure, an sure. awesome okay. very, awesome very, the very best short, very short. you got for us? Best very short, very for short, for very short. Excuse me, excuse me. So first of all, I ask myself why. So I think it's very important that each and every one of us before we even attempt to climb the mountain, let us ourselves why. Because the answer to this question here will able also ready to reach our goals thank you very much i'm very sorry for the time thank you very much jeremy i appreciate it thank you brother oh, man well you don't ever have to apologize i just wanted you to put give us the best 30 seconds of your life right there because uh, i know you, dude you got it in your heart i know you got it so i just wanted to and i know mr ramon is extending us some grace so um i i'll apologize actually for cutting you off like that because i was hoping you'd still give me a good that good money that, that we were looking for but anyways with that being said uh i know i had my link but if you want to check my link tree out and and on instagram you can find the sunday discord server and go find me there while i'm playing video games and hanging out it's a little more relaxing and so you guys can hit me up there but with that being said i'm gonna Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.